You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode five of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the author of the bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Yourself? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Did you catch any football at the weekend? Didn't manage to get out, unfortunately, no. Not, not, not this weekend, but how about yourself? Well, I would love to talk about the Western League football that I watch, but normally, of course, if I don't watch Western League, I go and I go and sort of dabble with the with the dark mistress that is Southern League football, which which I have not done this time. But I did go and watch a match, but it was in the and you're going to love this. It was in oh. the Trowbridge Windows and Conservatories Trowbridge and District Football League. I do love that. Yes, I thought you would. I'll bring it back to Western League football, though, because, of course, there were two member sides playing, albeit it was their reserves. It was the Wiltshire Derby between Devizes Town and Carn Town. I had a highly, it was a highly entertaining game, six goals, of which I, I saw five. Um, pretty so good record for you. Well, well, that's right. Yes. Usually miss them all, so it's a pretty good game. Well, very much so. And uh, my daughter, Betty, did do her best to try and sort of interfere <laughs> with the entire season. But no, I think even she nearly managed to enjoy herself. Um, yes, highly entertaining um, game. There was, a fa- there was a few people in the in the ground as well, but it was a nice way to spend a Saturday afternoon. But of course, I probably should have gone to watch um, Devise's first team in their game away at Engrave. But I'm sure we'll be coming to that later in the podcast. Oh, yeah. On this edition of the podcast, episode five, uh, we will be speaking to the manager of Brislington, Lee Perks. They had another good win in the Premier Division, and we will have uh, we will be taking this opportunity to catch up with Rod Broadbank. He is the manager, the new manager at Devizes Town, and we'll be getting his take on that um, impressive away win at Hengrove. Um, we will be, of course, looking at the matches on Saturday, the 7th of September. But we're going to start, aren't we, Tom, with a, with a little look at those games that happened earlier in the week. And there were two of them on Monday and Tuesday. Two of our sides were in action in the FA Cup extra preliminary round. Yeah, pretty momentous uh, start to last week. I mean, we, I think we'd, um, we'd looked ahead and kind of said that we fancied their chances. And both, um, yeah, both Shepton Mallet and then Exmouth uh, qualified in their, from their replays. Obviously had good results in the, in the opening legs going up against the uh, top or higher class opposition or higher ranked opposition. Uh, and then in the replays, they managed to progress. Shepton Mallet winning 3-2 away at Melksham on Monday night. Uh, Asa White scoring the, the winner for Mallet there. Uh, and then the following evening, 451 people in attendance, which is a, a absolutely fantastic, <clears throat> fantastic achievement for uh, Exmouth. Uh, and they beat Yates 2-0. So, yeah, two fantastic results against seven league uh, opponents. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, there was also a game, of course, in midweek with Bradford Town against Bridport, and they triumphed um, 4-2. There was a good crowd, very healthy crowd um, at Trowbridge Road for, for, for that game. But really, the, the, the most important um, uh, matches on our podcast this week are the, the FA Cup first qualifying round matches on Saturday, the 7th of September. We, we talked, I think, in previous weeks about the fact that Quite interesting to note that, uh, that that a lot of the Western League sides are coming up against higher-level opposition, and uh, unfortunately, I think it probably proved that, that class told in the end, Tom, um, with um, with with our sides um, going out. But it was the the all Western League tie that provided an awful lot of entertainment, an awful lot of goals, and will also mean that one side, and we don't know who, of course, but one side will be making its way through um, to the next round of that competition. Real. Uh, at Langsford Park on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Shepton enjoying the best of the opening half. Asa White doing 
doing well again, uh, getting getting the first goal uh, after less than five minutes uh, before Reece, uh, Shanley levelled things up for the home side. Uh, but then it was Shepton who pushed on. Uh, Kieran Bailey and Joe Morgan each scoring in the, the second uh, second half of the, the, the first period uh, to give them a 3-1 lead uh, before Tavistock managed to, to pull it back after 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 half-time. Jack Crago scoring twice for them. Uh, the second goal for him coming 15 minutes from time. And as I say, sets up Tuesday's replay to see which one of our which one of our Western League sides will be the, the final one in the FA Cup this season. Absolutely. I mean, fantastic, really, for all of the sides that managed to get that far in, in, in the competition. And eventually, class, of course, will tell. But it's, it's a bit of a fairy tale for those sides, Tavistock and Shepton, to keep going. What, what, you know, what a wonderful encounter that they played out there. So that's fantastic news. We still had a few games, didn't we, in the Premier Division um, to talk about. And we're going to kick our roundup off with um, Brislington. Arguably the surprise package of the Premier Division this season. Um, they they uh, they were on their travels. They went away to Bridport. Yeah, and there was some late drama in this one. Uh, Brisington had been uh, knocked out in the uh, the FA Vars and the, and the Cup uh, over the last few weekends. So uh, a welcome return to, to league action for them and a 2-1 win away at Bridport. Uh, going ahead just before half-time uh, through Oakland Buck, who headed home uh, a Mason Dagger cross. Uh, with Bridport, they managed to, to find a way back into the game, uh, levelling from the spot through Lewis Clark, uh, but then Brisington managed to, to steal the three points. Uh, four minutes from time, Mark Fear uh, hit a cross, which ended up nestling in the back of the net, I think. Um, I think it, yeah, turned into a shot and, uh, yeah, gave Brisington uh, a 2-1 win away at Bridport. Do, uh, do you think that that Mason Dagger cross was delivered with pinpoint accuracy? I would hope so. Yeah, you'd like to think so with a name like that, I would like, like that, to think so. Anyway, on a more serious note, Brislington have started this Western League campaign um, very well indeed. So I thought this was a good time um, to uh, to catch up with their manager, Lee Perks. And uh, I started off by congratulating Lee on another good win in the Premier Division. It's early days, obviously, but um, to get um, three wins on the board at the moment in the league is um, what, you know, what we aim to do. So, yeah, very, very happy with it at the moment, yeah. Bridport traditionally hasn't been an easy place to go. Uh, I know they haven't had the best start the, the, uh, this season, but um, still um, still a, a, an impressive three points. I mean, it was 2-1. Was the game as close as the scoreline suggests? Yes, it was, in fairness. I mean, we, we actually went down there last year and actually won 1-0. It's probably uh, a fair result would have been a draw that that you know that Saturday, but uh, Saturday just gone. Uh, we started really well. Uh, we got the goal, and then for some reason we sort of we stopped doing the things we were doing. Uh, Britport got back into the game sort of in the the, the last ten fifteen minutes of the first half. Um, they didn't score, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, we I mean we come out second half. They had a, a bit of a dubious penalty. Uh, make it one all. Um, we managed to sort of get the winner right at the end, sort of on the 85th minute. Uh, but yeah, it could have went either way. To be honest, they could have, um, they could have, they could have got, a, they could have won it as well. It was a bit of a close game, yeah. But like I say, delighted to um, come away from Bridport with three points. How was your pre-season then? Did you think you'd get? Um, did you think you'd get off to the to the sort of start that you've been able to make? We had a good pre-season, to be honest. I have got, um, you know. As we know, we weren't very. We were down the bottom last year and managed to stay up. And I know if you know if I was going to do it again, I needed to um, attract some players to the football club, which I've done. Uh, we have got um, five, six new faces at the football club, which is obviously helping. Um, we did have a good pre-season. We sort of hit the ground running pre-season, and you know our first game of the season, we we we, we were into 
uh, sorry, to Bridgewater. Um, we managed to win that, and then it sort of just kicked us on a little bit. And yeah, everyone at the club is, um, you know, doing okay. Yeah. Well, you mentioned there you, you brought a few new faces in. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about those? Who, who, who should the fans be looking out for this season? <laughs> well, it, you know, it was the case for me. We needed, like I said, we needed some fresh faces at the football club. So um, this year, I'm, I sort of, you know. After the season finished, I was given a couple of weeks and then I started phoning people around who I wanted to come to the club and uh, managed to, like I say, grab four or five from different different teams. Um, and like I say, we've all, you know, it, it's, it's not just them, it's everyone else at the football club as well. And, uh, you know, we, we managed to have a good start. And that's, that, like I said, that's the only thing it is at the moment. We're just taking one game at a time and go from there. But I grabbed a couple of players from Hengrove. Um, uh, a couple of players from, or well, one from Ottang. So yeah, things are, you know, the football club's going, going okay. Now you've talked about the disappointment of last season, but um, what are your expectations for where you want Brislington to finish this campaign? It's going to be a, another sort of hard season, to be honest. As well, there's a lot of clubs. That there's a lot of. I think this is one of the strongest Western League. Leagues at the moment, um, there's some good clubs um, at the top. You know, your Partways are going to be there, your Bridgewaters and your Bittens. And then, you you know, you get the other sort of five or six. And hopefully, we, if we can carry on the way we're doing, then there's no reason why we can't be in that, that little bunch behind the five or six. So mid-table above is what we're, what we're aiming for. Uh, anything above that would be a bonus. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's early days. Everyone needs to be doing things properly. And uh, hopefully, we can still, you know, climb the table. One of those teams that will be hoping to finish in that um, in that sort of second tier of sides uh, mid table in the uh, in, in the Premier Division yeah. will be Westbury, and and they're up next at the um, at the Poplar Insulation Stadium. That's going to be a real test for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, funny enough, we got them, we got them tonight, so um, it will be a test. But there's nothing better than going into a game knowing you just won. Um, I've got um, everyone available. Um, so, you know, it's a bit of an headache again for a selection, which is good for me. Um, but like I say, we're at home, so everyone's buzzing for, um, for for this, you know, for tonight's game. And if we can get something, I've set a target for the lads uh, on Saturday over the next three games. If we can get that, then uh, we, we'd be delighted. And hopefully if we can get something out of tonight's game, it will be... Um, pushing us on for Saturday at home against Wellington. Well, that that game tonight is the first of four games that you've got on the spin at home. Um, do you think home advantage is going to be um, important for you this season when picking up those points? Yeah, well, I mean, we've only played two at home this season, which was obviously Bridgewater first game, and we played Cabrillac, and we won them both. So, yeah, our home game, like you say, we've got four games now at home. We've had three games away. We was away to Bridgewater, then we were away to Exmouth, and then we were away to Bridport. So we've done a bit of travelling over the last three weeks. And um, like I said, I sort of said in the change rooms, you know, after today's game, the Bridport game, we've got four games at home. So we need, we need to make Iron Morling, you know, people, you know, for us to be solid at home. And if we can pick up a lot of points at home, then I think we'll be, we'll be OK this season. And my thanks to Lee for his time. Chipping Sodbury, um, they were in action against uh, Westbury United. Yeah, pretty uh, entertaining clash there at the ridings. Uh, finished two all. Uh, Chipping Sodbury coming from behind on on both occasions to claim the point. Uh, Westbury going ahead uh, in in fine fashion at the end of the first half. Jordan Pinder uh, hitting um, hitting an unstoppable drive from from just outside the area uh, to give Westbury the the lead at the interval. Um, Nathan Brown then managing to to get Chipping Sodbury back on level terms uh, before Ricky Holbert restored restored Westbury's lead. 
It was then Sam Makepeace who uh, extended his yeah incredible scoring run to start the season. He seems to seems to score in every game at the moment, um, and he he notched a, a goal six minutes from time uh, to rescue a point and uh, yeah the equaliser for Chipping Sovereign. So uh, finished two all there. Now, the biggest crowd in the Premier Division on Saturday came at Clevedon Town, and the home fans will have gone home happy. Three points for Clevedon and three goals, Tom. Yeah, indeed. And uh, Lucas Vowles, very much the, the star of the show for Clevedon. Uh, as you say, a 3-0 win. Goalless first half, so all the action coming coming after the interval. Uh, Vowles opening the scoring three minutes after the restart, uh, before he then turned provider, uh, laying the ball off uh, Ethan Felton uh, to double the lead. Uh, with uh, Fowles then uh, completing the scoring during the final 10 minutes and yeah as you say made it 3-0 and a really good afternoon for Clevedon Now we're going to spare Wellington's blushes because they're on the end of a, of a pretty horrendous um, scoreline away at Roman Glass St George but it wouldn't be fair uh, on Roman Glass not to uh, not to pay tribute to at least one of their goal scorers Tom Yeah indeed uh, Yeah, tough afternoon for Wellington but uh, yeah Roman Glass very much enjoying Enjoying their Saturday, and it was George Box uh, managed to score a hat trick for them in, in in an eight nil win. So yeah, as you say, uh, can't go without mention there. So congratulations to George for his uh, treble on the weekend. Another job, another saving. Brought to you by Toolstation. Is this all the receipts? Yes, boss. For everything we got from Toolstation? Yeah, why? I just thought we'd spend a lot more than this. Oh, no. We got all the best brands too. Makita, Santex, Karcher, Nest. Top job, top saving. With over 15,000 trade quality products at prices that are hard to beat, we're here to save you on every job. Hard to beat. At Toolstation.com and all 340 branches. Uh, right then, now then, looking down into the first division and the Miners continue their good form this season away at Bristol Telephones. Yeah, and it didn't look like um, they would be able to continue that good run. 2-0 down pretty early on uh, to to the Telephones after um, just nine minutes. So a, a fantastic start for the home side. Uh, but Rad stopped managing to, to come back and eventually claim a 3-2 win. Uh, James Rustle uh, managing to, to get them back into the game with a the well taken penalty after just uh, after half an hour, uh, and then it was Jack Biddiscom uh, who uh, yeah pretty much played a starring role after after the break, um, putting in a cross for for Rustle who managed to to score the equaliser, uh, and then Biddiscom again uh, providing a cross, uh, and it was Rico Sobers who'd come on during the second half, and he managed to to steer the goal and to steer the ball into the back of the net and give Radstock a, a 3-2 win. Before Saturday's game, neither Hengrove nor Devizes had managed a win this season uh, in the uh, in the Western League First Division. We, I, I would like to say something had to give, but of course, in situations like this, it's normally the case that these games end in a rather dull draw. Well, that wasn't quite the case on Saturday. An emphatic win, Tom, for the visitors. Yeah, well, it ended up being that way. I mean, they'd gone ahead uh, after 15 minutes, Matt Swan uh, putting them... Putting them one goal ahead, as I say, uh, before Hengro managed to, to get back into the game. 15 minutes into the second half, scoring their equaliser to make it one all. And it, yeah, well, it was headed towards a draw. Uh, it was just about 20 minutes left on the clock before Devizes managed to get their second. Uh, and they then managed to score another three in the in the closing stages. So it was really a, a very much a late blitz from from the, from, from the, the visiting side. Jamie Wallen scoring a really late hat trick uh, for them. And uh, yeah, a fantastic way to. To, to get their first three points this season. 
after that um, impressive victory, I thought this was a great opportunity for us to have a chat with Rob Broadbank. Rob has taken over at Devizes at the start of this season and uh, he had to wait a little bit of time for his first victory, but it did come last week in the Vars and now, of course, he's picked up two in as many weeks. So um, um, I thought we'd start our conversation, not necessarily by talking straight away about the football on the pitch, but asking him a little bit about his background and what brought him to the Devizes Town dugout. We started off our managerial careers seven years ago um, at Highworth Town Reserves. From there, we moved on to um, Carterton in the Atlantic. When we took over Carterton, they didn't actually have a football team. Their previous team um, left the league, so the club were um, effectively um, folded by the FA. So we took over there. We took most of our team from Highworth across with a few additions locally. From there, started to build a very good side um, that was very competitive in the Atlantic Division 1 West. From there, the chairman left and we had a new chairman come in. Unfortunately, his demands on what he wanted from us, um, i.e. wanted us to pay to play there, etc., um, we couldn't fulfil. So we left there. Uh, pretty much had a season out of football, just looking around locally, seeing what was coming up. Um, did try devices, to be fair, before we initially got appointed this time, um, but nothing happened. Anyway, uh, we noticed that um, Bud and Perks were leaving, so we put our CV in. Subsequently, we had a meeting with um, Sean and Ian, so I'm sorry, Neil. And from there, we was appointed... Um, and so the journey begins. For us, um, very excited. Um, never done tour station. We've always been the Lennox, um, that side. Um, one thing I have noticed and I am impressed about is the football's been very good. Um, in, that's every game that we've played so far. The, the level of competition is, um, is excellent, I must admit. And some of the football's really good. Last week, um, you beat Stockbridge in the FA Vars. Um, how important was it for you and the team to get that first win of the season under your belt? It was, it wasn't. Um, for us, it's about building something. Um, and I'd say that doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, we've, we've taken over a team that was already there. We've added some new faces from our previous teams. Um, some very good additions, we think probably got rid of some of the people that didn't fit our criteria. So for us now, it's, it's about moving on as a journey and trying to create something that we're sort of proud of and the club's proud of. A win's always important, I think, when you've had a couple of defeats. The only thing I would say on that is the defeats we had, Cheddar away, um, we were very competitive. And to be fair, probably should have been a draw. Um, but two penalties dubious penalties I think myself personally we lost the game then we played Warminster at home and that was one all right to the last five minutes um, we made a couple of substitutions so did they um, theirs worked with the quality they brought on ours didn't Wincanton away the score was a bit not reflective of the game to be honest 5-2 um, so for us we weren't sort of downbeat or worried, if that makes sense. We weren't going into games thinking, blimey, what are we going to do here? 
we were sort of, you know, we're happy with what's happening. We know what's around the corner. So, we, like I say, we're quite excited about it all. I mean, you mentioned earlier in the interview about that you've been impressed by the quality of the opposition uh, and the quality of the football that you've 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 come up against so far in in, in the Western League. Cheddar, Warminster, and Wincanton, of course, are three of the sides that um, will, will certainly um, fancy their chances this season. Three of the division's better sides. So, I, I suppose, in a way, it was a bit of a baptism of fire for you, wasn't it? Really, to come up against that quality of opposition so early on in your career here. It, it was, and, and, and they did sort of say that to us, club, you couldn't have had a worse start. But what we said to the lads is, well, if that's the case, it can only sort of get better. Hopefully from here in, if we, so say, face three of the potential top sort of five or six teams, then, you know, we, we sort of put ourselves in good stead moving forward. You know, somewhere along the line, we've probably still got a few more faces to... Um, bring in and fill some spots but generally I think they're quite happy with what we've got now it's just a matter of getting the boys to work together how we want them to work you must be delighted with the um, the victory on, on Saturday. Um, Hengrove haven't had the best of starts to, to, to life in the First Division, having been relegated last season. I, I expected better of them, but, I mean, you really did put them to the sword on uh, on Saturday, albeit, you know, albeit you left it a little bit late. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. It's a bit like the Wincanton, really, for us, in, in, in reverse. You know, it was a good game. We won when they left. I'll be honest, we should have been three or four up at half-time. The game should have been buried. It wasn't. They come out second half and they had a great 20-minute spell where he put us under a lot of pressure. Cut the silly mistakes, as always, um, and they scored. Then it was very sort of even for 10 minutes. Uh, we made a couple of substitutions, scored within about two minutes, and that was it. Then we were just like tails up and, and we were very good for the last 20 minutes. I thought we were absolutely fantastic. Because this is obviously your, your first time in the Western League, I mean, how important was pre-season for you? Were you happy with how it went? Yes, we were. Pre-season is, is always important for us. We try to put on some good sessions, a um, lot of fitness. You know, some of these lads don't realise what, they, what, they, what level they need to be at. Obviously, for us, coming into a lot of new faces, not bringing a side here, bar a couple of faces... Was, was a bit different for us because obviously we've normally taken our teams where we've gone, we've taken a team with us. But that was one of the things that when we spoke to Sean and Neil, um, they wanted to try and keep a, a lot of local lads here if we can, if they fit in sort of the criteria and we're good enough to keep that sort of base of local players with a, a few good additions. i say pre-season went pretty much as planned, really. Good training sessions and the lads... Even the lads that were here from last year worked fantastic. They were absolutely a credit to themselves, to be fair. Pre-season games, we had quite a tough pre-season. Um, for us, coming in at the last minute, um, organising the games, as you know, is, is um, sometimes you just have to get what you get. So, obviously, I went back to my older Lennox friends and got a few of those for the pre-season games. Um, Shriven and Highworth, i say very tough fixtures. But we were... We were okay. We sort of knew where we were headed, if that makes sense. Um, you've mentioned a couple of times that you've kept the bulk of the Devizes squad from last season, but you have added a few faces. Um, from a fan's perspective, what are the what are the names you think that the, the fans could be looking out for this season? Um, we've got a couple of new lads. Well, to be fair, um, there's a lad called Joe Broadbank. Um, he's very good. He can play centre-mid, centre-half, he can play anywhere, really. Him and he's got a brother, Sam Broadbank, is 
very good. Those two, very consistent. Joe being sort of the very influential one, gets on the ball, likes to play. Samis just gives you 100% every game. We've just signed a new striker, uh, Sean McEwen, played at Southern League, um, Atletic Prems. He, he, he is 32, but he just knows the game so well. We had him at Carton for a, a season, and he just made the team tick. Excellent signing for us. Um, just need games now to get him fit. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the people we're introducing, a uh, little bit of quality, good lads. They're mixing well with what we've got. And like I say, the lads, the advisors, lads we've kept, they're absolutely top lads. Yeah, play some good football. And, and good lads as well, which is important. Uh, have the club set any expectations for you, or have, or have you set some expectations for yourself this season? No, they haven't set anything for us. Um, I think, personally, you always set yourself some sort of target. Being honest with myself, my target would be to better where they finished last year. That if it is, it is. If it's not, say we're not here short-term, hopefully we're here long-term. So for us this year, it's spending half the year trying to get what we want, and then the second half, you know, getting a good balance of finishing somewhere decent in the table, and then maybe next year having a bit of a crack at it. You've got the small matter of, a, of an FA Vars tie coming up this weekend, and it brings the visit of Newport from the Isle of Wight. Now, this will be a really good um, game for the, for the home fans um, to enjoy. The fact that you've got Newport at home, who are going to be a very tough nut to crack, does that make you confident that you can get something out of the game? I think with, um, with results over the last few weeks and the way we've played, we, we certainly go into the game full of um, confidence, that's for sure. We won't underestimate them. We know they're doing really well in their league, so they're going to be um, sort of bang up for it. But for ourselves, it's just about keeping momentum going now. i say we've just started to fill those spots that we weren't quite sure of. The lads are just starting to buy into what we, we're asking them to do. Um, yes, it will be a tough game. Uh, I think that their league is pretty similar to ours, but sort of across in the Wessex. Um, they're at the top end, we're at the bottom end of our league at the minute. But say, yeah, we're going to go into the game and give it a good shot, that's for sure. And my thanks to Rob for his time. Moving on, Oldland Abertonians, of course, they've been going incredibly well in the First Division and their good form continued at home to Almondsbury. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, early season pace set as Oldham currently sitting top. Obviously, very early days. I think they've played the six games so far. They're doing pretty well, up to 13 points. And, uh, yeah, their latest victory on, on Saturday afternoon, uh, yeah, a very tense one. Uh, a 1-0 win at home to Armandsbury, and the winner coming in the 89th minute. And that was Alex Hoyle, uh, who was in the right place at the right time, uh, to give them a 1-0 victory at home to Armandsbury. So, yeah, good good start for Oldham. And a team that's not been blessed with the greatest results in recent seasons. So it's really good, really positive to see them um, making such a positive start to this campaign. Um, so that's fantastic. Of course, another side that's made a very positive start to this campaign is Well City. Of course, we had their manager, Nathan Truckle, on the podcast last week. And, um, well, their good form continued at home to a side that we've talked about a lot on the podcast this season, Warminster Town. Yeah, brilliant match, uh, this one. Uh, Wales eventually running out 3-2 winners and now uh, I think four wins from their five league games this season. So, uh, yeah, a really promising start from uh, from the, from Wales. And they went ahead uh, through Ross Padfield. They managed to uh, score quite a few last week in the Vars, one of their heroes in that, that victory. And, uh, yeah, he was at it again, uh, opening the scoring here uh, before Warminster battled back 
uh, got a deserved equaliser from Lewis Graham midway through the second half. Uh, and then, the, yeah, the game very much came to life after that goal. Uh, Padfield uh, restoring uh, Wells, Wells' lead before Jack Millett managed to, to head home uh, in the final 10 minutes to, to seemingly give Warminster a, a share of the spoils. Uh, but Wells and Padfield wouldn't be denied. And, uh, yeah, with just two minutes left, uh, he struck again, completing a brilliant hat-trick. And, uh, yeah, as I say, a fourth league win for, for Wales this season. They ran out eventually 3-2 winners over Warminster. Well, that concludes our roundup of the matches played on Saturday the 7th of September. We're going to take a look at the games on Saturday the 14th of September, which will probably be um, the period in which the majority of people listening to this podcast will be um, uh, will be looking at. But, of course, we have got the, the very notable tie. We've mentioned it earlier in the podcast. On Tuesday, the 10th of September, Shepton Mallet will take on Tavistock um, in that first qualifying round replay. Now, we don't want to give too many of the secrets, too much of the smoke and mirrors of how we put the, the podcast mm-hmm. together. And we don't want to put that away, but... Um, Basically, it would have meant delaying this week's podcast to um, um, until Wednesday um, to have interviewed the successful manager that comes out of that game, which I don't think is um, is, is is necessarily what we want to do at this stage. And in fairness, um, we should really reflect on the fact that both of our sides have done very well to reach this stage. But I'm sure we will be catching up very very soon with the, the Shepton Manor manager and the Tavistock manager as well. Of course, Tavistock we've not heard from before on the podcast, so it'd be very exciting to find out about that new member club but um, well for both sets of supporters and we wish you both um, the very best and of course I think if that game is half as entertaining as the as the as the first fixture was then I'm sure everybody will have a have a really good evening there um, but we will move straight into the FA Vars second qualifying round that really dominates the fixtures on Saturday the 14th of September and what what tyres caught your eye Tom? I managed to pick out Tavistock again not purposefully it was more for their for their opposition so we've got uh, Tavistock travelling to take on uh, Cheddar. So obviously Cheddar just missed out on promotion. I'm sure we keep mentioning that, which they'll be uh, yeah really thankful that we keep doing that. Uh, really missed out on promotion just last season, but they've started pretty well in the first division. Probably feel like they're they're capable of uh, going up against some of the some of the uh, the big guns from the Premier Division, and they yeah they welcome Tavistock. We've obviously uh, started well in the cup competitions this year, and uh, yeah that's uh, that's the game that took my fancy from the Vars on on Saturday afternoon. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheddar versus Tavistock. And the game that's caught my eye is a game we've already talked about previously on the um, on the podcast. Wells City against Newton Abbott Spurs. Of course, Wells in the first qualifying round triumphed over Millbrook, who were doing very, very well in the Southwest Peninsula League. Well, they come up against uh, um, uh, another side that's doing well in the Southwest Peninsula League, Newton Abbott Spurs. We know a bit more about this side because they put three past Welton Rovers in the previous um, uh, round. They'll have no fear against Western League opposition. They'll have no fear against um, Western League opposition in the first division. However, Wells, as we've said on a number of occasions, are going very, very well. So I think if anybody can give Newton Abbott Spurs a game, it's going to be them. I think that's eminently winnable for our side. I think that um, given the great form that they've been on, and it's great to see that their crowds have been increasing as well as their as their, um, as their results have been improving. I think that would be a, a cracking day out for those people who can get there. Plenty of really good ties, um, really good matchups, um, which take teams from across the, um, the Peninsula League uh, and the Wessex League um, uh, into interaction against our sides and we'll be looking forward to summing up those matches for you on next week's podcast but before we get to that we have got a few games in the Premier Division so Tom which uh, which game have you called out there? Yeah five games uh, scheduled for Saturday and the one I went for is um, 
Yes, yeah, Chipping Sudbury versus Cribs. Now, early season, as we as we know, um, but looking at the table, we've got Chipping Sudbury in 17th and Cribs in 20th. Now, that surprises me quite a bit. I don't think either of those sides uh, will, will fancy uh, or probably uh, projected that they would be in those sort of positions uh, at this stage of the season. So I think two teams probably in need of a win. Uh, a bit early to say that sort of thing, but... Uh, yeah, two teams that probably fancy getting a few more points than they've got on the board so far this season. So that should be a, a fascinating contest on, on Saturday afternoon. Well, of course, um, Cribs took a point off of um, Bridgewater earlier in the season. Uh, and Chipping Sodbury, I mean, we, we don't necessarily need to labour the point in this episode of the podcast. But of course, I think Chipping Sodbury Town, their fans and their, you know, their playing staff are still coming to terms with the, mm. with the FA's um, decision to laterally move them and then their ability to successfully win that appeal. So uh, I don't think that helped them off the field. And um, I think you're, you're, you're right that there's, there are two sides whose league position belies the ability that they have. So um, I'm sure you're absolutely right there, Tom. That's going to be a cracking game. Now, the one I'm going for, I mentioned Bridgewater just now. Bridgewater, I think we know how good they are. We know what they're capable of, having beaten Plymouth Parkway. But there is that surprise package, isn't there? There is That is Hallen, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Ray Johnston revolution that's going on there. And uh, Bridgewater travel to Hallen, and I know that there's nothing that Ray would love more than taking three points off of one of the division's top sides. So I think that could be an absolute belter as well. Now, we've, uh, we've come to the end of the sort of the analysis of the uh, of the results and the fixtures um, but I am very pleased to say for the first time this season on the podcast we have a league table to pour over don't we Tom and uh, I mean we, albeit that you know some of the f- Premier Division sides have only played three games albeit there's I think there's quite a few more games been played in the first division but we are starting to see things taking shape albeit that a good run of results at this stage can make the world of difference um, um, in terms of shooting a side up the table. Yeah, I think you sort of you do start to see trends and teams that, yeah, will fancy their chances of uh, yeah sticking in, especially the top positions. Obviously, if you can, yeah, put together a good good early season form and can get some wins under your belt, and obviously, yeah, it, having a look at sort of the teams that have scored quite a few as well, obviously fancy themselves in front of goal, and yeah, so it is as you say very early, especially Premier Division. There's quite a few teams in the bottom half who've only played three times, so. Uh, they'll know that there's plenty of points left on the board for them to play for. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. I thought it was just about time to start <laughs> digging into that, and maybe yeah. <laughs> September was usually the the cutoff point for uh, for leaving that. So I've uh, yeah uh, included that in the bulletin this week, and yeah, it's interesting to pour over. So who are the, the, the well the early season trendsetters in the Premier Division? Um, uh, we got Bitten, Bradford, and Plymouth Parkway at the top of the mm-hmm. Premier Division, and I think we we'd pretty much expect those three still to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think those are some of the big hitters. I think if you asked asked around the leagues, I think if they yeah they beat those sides, they're pretty happy with their day's work. So uh, for those sort of teams, and you've also got Bridgewater who've started pretty well in in sixth. I think those four are probably the uh, yeah the sides at the moment that you'd um, you'd pinpoint every Saturday afternoon and, and sort of look for their look for their result and think mm, they probably fancy themselves. So yeah, that's uh, but yeah, bitten currently top uh, on goal difference. So yeah, uh, they've got the 12 points so far. So uh, alongside Bradford and Parkway at the top, that's uh, yeah not not bad starts for them. 
Now, we, we spoke about it earlier, didn't we, in terms of the first division. Oldland Abertonians, of course, sitting on top mm -hmm. of the first division with a goal difference of one. And there's that, that's one of the wonderful um, anomalies. I suppose it can only happen at this early stage of the season. But, um, well, they're being pursued by Town and Cheddar. And again, those are two sides that I think we both expect to be there or thereabouts come the, come the end of the season. Yeah, and two of the two of the teams that certainly, uh, yeah, know where the back of the net is, and also, um, yeah, and pretty good at keeping it out of the other end. So yeah, goal difference-wise, those two uh, far and away uh, ahead of uh, Oldland, but uh, Oldland have got the points on the board. Just, uh, uh, but Cheddar four wins from four. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty happy. They might be might be third at this stage, but I think they know full well that uh, yeah they're capable of uh, finishing much higher and and continuing to to rack up the victories. Absolutely. Tom, thank you very much um, for your time. Pleasure. Um, um, this evening, as always, we've been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that? That's on the uh, the Toolstation Western League website. There's a tab uh, along the top, and it's also uh, on the homepage in a couple of couple of different spots. So, yeah, that's uh, that's available uh, every every Sunday lunchtime. Excellent stuff. Well, Tom, thank you again um, for your time, and I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Toolstation Western League podcast. <laughs>